Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. We took a little kind of cabin trip for New Year's, and they had a dartboard in this place. I've never played darts before. You guys played darts before? No, never. That surprises me that you haven't played darts before. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I've played darts like once somewhere, but I've never played like a round of darts. I'm Mm. sure I've thrown darts at a dartboard for no good reason. Darts kind of frightens me. Well, because you're usually somewhat inebriated when you're about to play darts and you're throwing a bunch of tiny sharp things yeah we were stone cold sober and it was still dangerous and scary Mm -hmm, yeah (laughs) yeah um i walked in while jake was playing darts and he asked if i wanted to play and i was like sure but the only time i've ever done this before is in nancy drew games so (laughs) i was like i don't think that skill set's gonna really translate over Yeah, so I'd I'd played I'd played a game against Tass, I'd played a game against TJ, and then like at some point Megan I was like, "You want to play? Yeah, sure." And so okay, so the way I understood it, I looked up the rules of darts. You start with like a a total of like three hundred one or five hundred one or something, and then you're like subtracting what you hit on the board three darts at a time from that, and you've got to hit basically that number exactly for it to end. Because if you bust, then you just go back to like the number you had before. So if like I get to a round where I've got to hit 16 points to to get to zero and I hit 18, the next time I'm throwing for 16 again because I busted. So I get to a point where I've got I've got 16 points left to hit. Megan's got 73 points left to hit. I was not doing great. I my arm got tired. I'm weak. And <laughs> there was a couple of turns that I took where I completely missed the board like not even like oh i didn't hit the target i just missed the board i bro- <laughs> like broke a fin on one <laughs> i think that's what they're called feather fin i don't know something snapped off <laughs> yeah. the only time i walked out there she threw wall wall and i think a two yeah, <laughs> yeah not great <laughs> yeah so have you all been snowed by her ruse at this point <laughs> did she get all of you as well because in that last round where I needed 16 and she needed 73, she threw like two triples and a double and hit precisely 73 <laughs> points. Here's the thing. This is how I figured it out is I was so tired and I was just 
throwing and they weren't going anywhere near the board because I was tired. And then I figured out if I kick my leg out behind me as I throw, much like when I play basketball, I aim much better. And I knew we were getting near the end and Jake didn't have much. And I figured that out. And so I threw three of them. And so I went up and I was like, oh, dang, these all hit in like the little tiny sections. (laughs) And I'm not great at math. So there were several times Jake was keeping track of all the scores on his phone. So I would say numbers and then he would do the math. (laughs) And so I added them up and I was like 73. And I turned around and looked at him and he goes, did you say 73? And the look on his face. And I just went, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then... On the opposite end of the spectrum, TJ and I had a game where, again, I don't fully understand the rules of darts, so if this wasn't correct, don't at me. I needed three points, so I had to hit, like, one every time, and TJ needed, like, seven points, and we threw, like, 20 rounds where every time the first dart busted us, and finally we are just like, fuck it, gentlemen's draw, we're done. (laughs) Well, along with the New Year's trip, we have done the New Year's spring cleaning of the Patreon. There are some updates that are live right now, if you're listening to it. Theoretically, I have just activated them on the website. Like what? Oh, boy. Let's talk about it. (laughs) So, the initiate, the $1 tier, nothing is changing there. Still gets you access to the most aggressively welcoming Discord on the internet. It's true. The $5 tier, the professional tier, there is no change here either, except for one of the most requested things people asked for was an ad-free coin feed. It is not something that is active yet. Uh, We have been working with Fable and Folly on getting it set up. My understanding is that it will be ready by the end of January. Uh, So if all goes well, everyone at the $5 tier and up will have access to that ad-free feed. Um, But we will obviously let you know as soon as that is active. We'll make sure to announce it anywhere you catch information about us. The expert, the GM tier at $10. Jake is finishing up his one-page RPG show. Uh, And Jake, what are you making to replace it? I have a, a new thing called Bossabilities. This will be a show where I will take listener suggestions for characters or tropes or archetypes or whatever that maybe they've thought about putting in a game themselves at some point as a boss or an NPC or just that they'd like to see uh, in a game. And I'll also take a recommendation for a game system and then I'll talk a little bit about whatever that thing is and stat it out in the recommended system. So it could be something like, uh, hey, do Jason Voorhees in 5th edition D&D. And I'll talk a little bit about Jason Voorhees and then I'll stat Jason out in 5th edition. Or it could be like, hey, do Gremlin in Monster of the Week. Okay, well, I'll stat out a Gremlin in Monster of the Week and talk about Gremlins a little bit. Uh, So this will be very kind of listener generated i'll be making a channel in our discord where i'll take those suggestions and there can be kind of discussion about it um and that'll get rolling at the end of this month so one page hot take can't lose is officially over as of the end of the year this new series drops the end of this month and then the big game hunter which is our swag tier we got a lot of feedback on the survey that we gave to both patrons and listeners Uh, And one thing that people said was that they would like more game content, more digital content. And so we're going to alternate to see how this goes. And that means Jake is going to make a piece of music for a character. We're going to make some art for that character. We're also going to have some of us make Monster of the Week mysteries. We're just going to make gaming content and send it out to you through your Patreon. That way you're not necessarily getting physical swag if that's not what you're looking for. Um, So the first round will be digital. The second round will be physical. The third round will go back to digital. And we'll kind of gauge after that to see how people enjoy the digital content um, if we move towards more digital content or back towards more physical content. 
The Constructed, which is the t-shirt here, does not have any change either, except in that poll we did get an overwhelming response that the people in the t-shirt and above tiers are totally fine with us eventually selling those shirts to other listeners. Um, so you can keep an eye out for that. If we see a shirt that we think people would really like, or if there's a shirt that you have seen that you would really like, let us know. And that might be one of the ones that we release to the public. With The Divine, there is no change here. With The Founder, there is no change, with the exception of we are adding four more seats because Megan is going to be running a Monster of the Week game. Woo! Welcome! Uh, and then lastly, the Chosen tier, our solo tier. There is no change except for the fact, oh man, it's no longer solo. <gasps> Chosen's. <gasps> the Chosen's. <laughs> One of, them, one of them will be the evil twin. <laughs> uh, we are adding a second chosen slot. Again, that is the slot where you get all of the content listed below with the exception of the seat in the founders tier. Why don't you play in the founders tier? Well, that's because once a year you're coming to us or we're coming to you and we're just going to game for the weekend. So again, you can find all the information about all of our tiers over at patreon.com slash the crit show. If you are interested in the swag or the t-shirt tier, this is the month to get into that cycle so that you receive the next release of t-shirts and swag. A couple other things that have come up with the Patreon is that we had a really good suggestion for a monthly calendar. If you were in the Patreon or if you were on our newsletter, you've gotten that already. And it tells you exactly what and when we're doing throughout the month of January. Of course, that's always subject to change, but I mean, as of right now, it's a a solid start shoot yeah <laughs> but, i mean and i mean we're only we only did it for the month of january so yeah exactly that's what you wanted right that's what you meant by the monthly you just meant the one month yeah just the one month okay. no every month oh. before the month starts oh. you will be receiving this digital calendar that lets you know what episodes of what shows are coming out what the streams are if we have any special events also if you have seen that calendar you know that we are coming up to the end of urban shadows uh, and we're going to do a urban shadows q a so send us your questions by Saturday, January 8th, that is right around the corner, send us your questions about the Urban Shadows, either the game, the story, whatever you'd like to know, to either the cast at thegritshowpodcast.com, or you can submit it through the Contact Us link on the website. We not only have monthly calendars, if you follow us on social media, that's on Instagram or Twitter at The Crit Show, or on Facebook at The Crit Show, I will be posting weekly calendars that will detail everything that we're doing every week, and those will be going live every Sunday. So uh, follow us there, please. This is going to be really useful for me to <laughs> remember what it is I'm supposed to be doing every week. I said on the calendar that there would also be special events. Another thing that we heard from those surveys is that folks would like the option to play in one shots. They don't necessarily have the time or the means to be involved in the monthly game on Patreon, but they would like the opportunity to play one shot. So we are adding some one shots to our store. Uh, these will be happening at least once a month and we'll be releasing the games and the GM and the time of day and the date that it's happening on in the intro of the first episode of each month. And so our first one is going to be ran by Tass. He's going to run a Monster of the Week game on January 25th. You can find tickets for that if you are interested at thecritshowpodcast.com slash play with us. What is it, Tass? Is it four or five seats? I believe we're doing five seats. Okay. Uh, so this one is Monster of the Week. But each month it could be a different game, could be a different number of players, but you will find those over in our store and you purchase a ticket just like you were purchasing a t-shirt or some dice. Also, if you are part of the Patreon, we're going to be ripping the audio from the Omniverse Chronicles, truncating the silence out of it and posting that onto the Patreon RSS feed. So if you are someone who likes to take part in that content, but you don't have the time, 
uh, or the wherewithal to sit and watch a three-hour video stream, here's a way that you'll be able to get those stories still. We've also added some new goals on the Patreon, not just things like Tales from the Omniverse, but also smaller goals, including but not limited to things like myself recording an audiobook, Jake making a piece of music on stream, Kim doing tarot readings, Tass doing a story building workshop, and Megan's scary movie recap stream. So those things are set at slightly smaller goals because it will give us a chance to create something new and give everyone something to look forward to in between our larger goals. I realize that Patreon goals are supposed to be like, hey, here's what we're going to do once we reach this goal in the sense of things for us and the company. But we've turned it into a, hey, here's what you're going to get when yeah. we reach this goal. That's fine. And then we also have on there the introduction of season three of Tales from the Omniverse, which we're going to be doing a little bit differently. But I think we're going to wait and talk about that. Once we unlock it. But I think that people are going to like it. We're very excited about it. Agreed. Yep. Let's just say Jeff Goldblum <laughs> is not involved. Oh, so fair, wishes fair. he could be a part of this. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum wishes. <laughs> Eat your heart out. Is it Goldblum or Goldblum? Lastly, Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern over at twitch.tv slash the crit show, we are beginning episode one of our Ghostbusters stream run by Forest Leader featuring myself and Kim, as well as Asterios from The Loudest Podcast and Beth Crane from We Fix Space Junk. Very excited about this game. We did our session zero the other day, uh, so you can find that next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash the crit show. Longest intro ever. Time to let the recap roll. I don't know if from your experience that you've ever been in a situation where you have tried to devour the gold from two simultaneous instances or is it something that you can do multiple times is it like an area of effect type thing or does it need to be targeted there's uh no limit to how much i could take in it fueled me made me stronger but there was a moment when i was taking it in that everything else was gone i don't know if bliss is the right word but i became briefly unaware of the existence of anything but the gold if you could catch him in that moment, I think that would be your window. I don't have what I need, but Prue, the bookshop lady, she will. So I'm going to have to go there and look at my watch. Uh, one hour and 13 minutes or so. I've got a very special job for you coming up in just a day or so. And she taps a letter on her desk. But I think before we get to that, I think there's something in my bedroom that you could help me take care of. The camera pans back to Lady Jensie's desk, where there is a letter laid out that announces that Lady Jensie has been selected to offer up two members of her team for the Honor Guard to help protect Grigori Nash when he arrives tomorrow. It is about six o'clock in the morning, and we find Jake standing in line at print reprint. The sun rises and the building appears and the line starts to file into the bookstore. Standing inside is little Prue and she smiles and nods when you walk in. Good morning, Prue. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I was hoping that you might be able to point me in the direction of a, uh, a volume or two. I need information on... Uh, well, I've got a, a set of protective runes and I'm trying to figure out what magics fall within that protection and what magics fall outside of that protection. And I was hoping that you might be able to point me towards uh, a resource that could help me clear that up. Oh, interesting. Are you talking about magics like spells or abilities? Mm, yes. Yes, 
and no, both. So suppose something protected against offensive spells, hmm. and there was a not okay, not a spell. It protects against offensive magics, and there is a magic that is not a spell, but is a little bit more inherent that kind of freezes someone or traps them, right? And I'm not sure if that's considered an offensive magic or if that's more defensive or if that's just kind of somewhere in a gray area in between. She nods and turns around and starts looking at some of the books on the shelf behind her. But you can see that her eyes dart up to one of those concave mirrors that looks at the rest of the place and she turns around real quick. Oh, he's back again. Uh, I kind of subtly look around and say, who is back? Uh, You can see that she is peering back at a little old man, and she's just staring daggers. I can get that information for you, but I need you to do something for me. Yeah, you need me to run this fool out of here? Yes. He's been known to steal things, but I haven't been able to prove it. I don't know if he has a magic jacket or what, but he puts things in and they don't come back out. So Prue is calling in the debt that you owe her, uh, and this hasn't come up yet, but you do have the option to roll and refuse the debt. No, nah, I'll throw the old man out. Okay, okay. Okay, all right, I'll go I'll go get him out of your hair if you can track this down for me. Yes, all right. Yeah, I'll start heading towards that guy. I want to kind of size him up. Like, does it look like he's got any uh, dangerous implements on him? Does it look like he's, like, you know, looking at something specific, like he's marked his target? Uh, yeah, why don't you roll figure someone out? Okay. Five. Oh, good. The good news is you can still ask a question because they happen to be in your circle. Oh, okay. How can I get this person to leave here without incident? Let them finish grabbing what they came here to get. Well, <laughs> all right. That's sort of a non-action. <laughs> that sounds like an incident. <laughs> that, that, sounds, that sounds incidental. Without incident between you and them. Oh, okay. All right. I will just walk right up to him. Morning, sir. How's it going? Oh, good. How are you? Not bad. Uh, can I help you find anything? Something in particular you're looking for? No, no. I got everything I'm looking for right here. Does he like gesture to something or indicate like what? He does. Uh, he gestures down to a faintly glowing rod that he is pointing at your midsection. Uh, I th- I put my hands up. I say, uh, whoa, okay. Hey, now, uh, let's... Let's just cool it for a second, all right? No need for this to, to get violent. What's going on here? Yeah, let's have a little breathing room, sonny. Don't get all up in my business. I would like to let it out, please. All right, roll it. Please, please. Twelve. All right, so would you like to ignore the corruption or the complication? I'm going to ignore the complication. Okay. And I am going to perform a feat of telekinetic strength or precision. I'm just going to fucking rocket this old man straight out the door. <laughs> right. Describe this to me. What does this look like? Imagine like you're standing kind of between him and the door. <laughs> I just want to know the the maneuver that happens here. I think like I've got my hands up and he's got the wand kind of pointed at my belly. And basically like I, I kind of like sweep back with my right foot. So like I'm kind of, you know, shoulder to him and shoulder to the door. And my right hand just makes like a pulling motion that just yanks him in a straight line past me and out the front door. He sails out the door cursing as he goes and the door slams behind him uh, with a wave of Prue's hand and she dusts her hands off as if she had done it (laughs) and everyone applauds uh I will walk back over to Prue uh and I'll I'll kind of lean down to whisper and say like uh that dude was about to like blow this shit up oh did he pull a piece on you yeah 
Yes, he did. <laughs> That's why I haven't thrown him out myself. He's violent. Oh, okay. Well, I sure hope he doesn't come back. Well, since he's been involved in an altercation, thrown out in a violent fashion, I can put up a ward against him, keep him out for good. Perfect. Uh, so about that book? She smiles and hands you a dark blue tome. Perfect. I will uh, pay up and give her a little nod. Thank you very much, Prue. Pleasure doing business as always. She smiles and pockets the money. Uh, and I'm just going to get out of here and get back to the rookery before I bother trying to look through this thing. Uh, with that, I actually mark my last uh, corruption box. I, uh, I level up my corruption. Oh, what are you going to take? Uh, I'm going to take warding. Uh, mark corruption to create a magical ward the size of a small room. The ward lasts for a month and a day or until you release it. Uh, and I think with that, you can also mark off the debt that you owe to Prue. I think we follow Jake back across town to the rookery and you park at the same time that a black Lexus parks in front of the building and out gets Maxwell heading towards the door as well. Uh, I'll kind of take a couple steps to jog and hustle ahead so that I can hold the door for him. Good morning, Maxwell. Uh, good morning. You're out and about awfully early. Yes, Ozymandias had a message that they wanted to ensure reached Kim. Ah, well, uh, she is present, although I believe she is uh, asleep at the moment. Would you like me to fetch her for you? Uh, just give her this when she, well, it did seem urgent. Perhaps wake her. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll head upstairs and uh, knock on Kim's door. I sleep through it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knock louder. <laughs> what? Maxwell is here with an urgent message for you from Ozymandias. He has requested your presence. Mm, one second, sorry. Uh, and a minute later, the door opens and I emerge with the worst bedhead you've ever seen and my glasses and like a tank top and pajama pants. And I'm just walking barefoot down to the to the lobby and down in the lobby is maxwell and he is holding out a sealed envelope hey it's really early yes it seemed rather urgent so they asked me to deliver this as soon as they had the full information if you'll excuse me and he turns and exits are jake and i the only people down in the lobby right now with the exception of lore merchant yeah i'll i'll walk a good distance away from lore merchant with jake and uh open up that letter inside you find a quickly scrawled note from Strom, signed, of course, in Ozymandias's hand. Mm -hmm. But underneath this note is a announcement letter that states that Nash will be arriving tomorrow at 2 p.m. and that all the heads of the factions are expected to be there at his arrival and that Primus Daimonium Familia has been selected as his honor guard while he is present. Oh, shit. Oh, no. This is bad. This is really bad. S okay, so... Mm, so what, we've got, like... 30 hours now before everything goes to shit? Yes. Neato. Okay. Um, that doesn't bode well for why Tass got called in early this morning. Uh, no, it, it doesn't. All right. Well, I've got my book, so I'm I'm going to read through this. I'm going to try and figure out if the plan still holds water here. I, I don't know what else to do until like he gets done and, and everybody wakes up. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, huh. If we're moving on this, then I should probably go get that information from Strom that we're supposed to give back to her past self. Probably. I mean, that might be why she notified you of this. Let's go back upstairs, huh? Yeah, please. Go back up to our room. Are we roommates? <laughs> I mean, we sort of established that I think we are roommates. That you yeah. have a bunk bed, yeah. I tug on my earlobe. Megan, are you awake? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been awake this whole time. What's up? Hey, sorry. Um, So 
Nash is going to be in Chicago tomorrow morning. Wait, wait, what? What? What do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah, Nash is going to be here tomorrow morning in Chicago, and he is having a meeting with all of the heads of the factions, and Primus Demonium Familia is apparently being his honor guard for it. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So unless we want to also contend with Nash, we have until 2 p.m., probably a little before that tomorrow, to get this whole thing done. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, up, I'm up for reals now. Um, what needs to be done yet? I've got to do some research. Kim is going to go check in with Strom Zamandius, and then we rendezvous back at the 606. Okay. Tass, what was your meeting about? <laughs> Radio silence. <laughs> he must still be in the midst of whatever the uh, important call to action was. I'm sure he'll check in with us as soon as he can. All right. Well, what do I do? I mean, if you're feeling froggy, you could maybe try and get eyes on a on a good door in that building over the course of this morning or today. Yeah, I, I can try and look from the outside, I suppose. There's no way I'm getting in anywhere close. He's seen my face, but I'll do what I can. All right, we'll meet up later. All right. All right, so let's stay with Jake for the moment. Um, you start. No, going... let's go back to task. <laughs> <laughs> you start going through this tome that was given to you by Prue. I don't think there's a rule here. You've already gotten what you need. It's just a matter of going through it. It takes you maybe a half hour. And you do find that while you think his abilities would be able to stop what it is that Kim does, the runes would not. Because it is a kind of essentially a an innate ability as opposed to a offensive spell. It would not be stopped by the runes. All right. So we're still kind of on the page of like we're going to need a sufficient distraction or something for him specifically, but environmentally it's doable. Yeah. You gotta you gotta get him to basically swallow something else first. Speaking of, let's go back to Taz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, like, seems like Taz is going to know something about that. We'll see. All right. I think that I pack up my book and get in the car and just drive to the 606 preemptively and fucking just go inside and crash out super hard on the couch and wait for somebody to wake me up when it matters. All right. We high five as we like <laughs> swap out <laughs> the, the, of like napping in the 606. I just kind of, I just toss the keys to her. She catches them. I fall over the back of the couch and immediately I'm asleep. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck yeah, I get to drive Jake's car. Nice. Uh, yeah, so let's go with Megan uh, heading over to Nash Tower to try to get eyes on a door. How do you want to do this? I'm definitely trying to keep my head down. I don't want to be recognized by anybody who may have been there at the vault uh, during the attack. So I think I'm just kind of uh, making my way through the adjacent buildings and getting a scope of what this tower looks like from the outside. She's got her baseball hat on, her sunglasses. She's like an undercover Marvel character. <laughs> yep. And then uh, doing just a lap around the outside and then kind of hitting some of the adjacent buildings and going up a couple of floors to try and see if I can get any other angles. All right, why don't you study a place of power? Eight. So as you start to go around the building trying to get a peek inside, you're trying to find a door theoretically big enough for a horse. <laughs> and a you know. big horse. Yeah, and a big horse. You do find a couple of double doors, not on the outside of the building, but you can see them as people are opening windows and, um, you know, you get on top of a neighboring building and you can see like into the cafeteria, there's a big double door. Just imagine just a panicking Clydesdale coming into the fucking cafeteria, <laughs> I knocking over trays. I also really appreciate the term 
theoretically big enough for a horse. (laughs) (laughs) You also see one at the top of a large freight elevator on one of the higher floors. Uh, And then there is another one that is angled on the first floor that seems like it must go into a sub-basement. It's almost like a a storm door. That sounds pretty neat. Uh, Am I able to get a decent picture of any of these doors that I'm able to kind of get glimpses of? Yeah, I think you can get pictures of all three of them. All right, then I will definitely uh, get the best quality photos that I'm able to get on my phone so that we can show them to Selena. Kim, back over at the Carbide and Carbon Building, you have arrived to meet with Ozymandias. Uh, I think that you were quick enough in that conversation with Jake that you were actually able to hitch a ride with Maxwell. Yeah, I will walk past Maxwell into the elevator. The elevator opens up on the top floor and Ozymandias is at their desk writing something down. Ah, well, that was a quick turnaround. Yeah, well, that was one hell of a message. Yes, quite a surprise. Yeah, we're close on getting the final item from New Canterbury. If we're lucky, we're going to try to make a move on it before he gets here, which means that this might be the last time that we see each other. Yes, I had a feeling that things might be drawing to a close. Yeah. Um, The good news is that the three of them are really confident that I'm going to be able to go back in time with them and nothing bad will happen to me. I'll be fine. I'll be kind of disconnected from the stream of time, I guess, and so unaffected by anything that happens here. Yeah, that's good. I would hate to think that I'm sending you back to save you only for it not to work. <laughs> yeah, Um. so you said that you had something that you wanted me to tell the Strom from that time period? Yes, there is a memory that I have. It's locked away in a special piece of amber. I removed it from myself and placed it in there as a fail-safe in case I ever needed... Well, I don't know. I don't know why I pulled that memory out and hid it away. (laughs) Maybe I saw this coming. I don't doubt it. Ozymandias reaches down on the desk and pushes a button, and a drawer slides open, and they pull out a small piece of amber. When I break this open, you will hear the memory you need to tell the strom that you encounter about it. It is the only way that she will believe... You are who you say you are, and that you knew me as well as you did. Okay. These old hands reach across the table and lay the amber on the side and press down sharply, and the amber cracks, and you hear Strom's voice ring through the air. Before I started collecting all my many treasures, something important of my father's was stolen. He was so heartbroken when it was gone, and we later found out that it was one of his servants who had taken it. He had them put to death because of that. I found it later, underneath an old rug. When it had gone missing, I hadn't realized what it was he was talking about. Just an old coin, sitting on a table. I picked it up and started playing with it, flipping it over and over again, and it hit the ground and rolled away. It must have went under that rug. I never told him, but I sent money to that girl's family for the rest of their days. It's really nice to hear your voice again. (laughs) Yes, I think it's the thing I miss most about this current situation. I'm sorry that I wasn't able to help put you back in the body that you're supposed to be in. I'm sorry that I ran out of time. That's all right. I think that given the current circumstances of Nash's arrival, it actually worked out better this way. Yeah. There won't have to be some excuse for one of the heads to be absent. (laughs) I'm going to really miss you. I'll see you again (laughs) very soon. I know, but it's not going to be the same. That's true. And they 
hold open their arms and embrace you and run their hands through your hair. But perhaps it will be better. And they open your hand and place the two halves of the amber into your palm and close your fingers around it. If I lived as long as you have, I still wouldn't have enough time to thank you for everything that you've done for me. That is the kindest thing anyone has ever said to me. Um, oh, gosh, uh, hold on. And I want to take off the necklace of the North Wind. I think this belongs back with you now. This is one of the foundational items of this dimension. I don't think I could go back in time with it if I tried. Yes, I think you'll be seeing it again soon as well. <laughs> yeah. I told you that I would let you know what I talked to Kester and Tiresias about. I asked Tiresias if you would possess this necklace again. He said that you would. I had a vision where I was wearing it. Yes. I think there is much to do when you head back. Yeah. Can I do one thing for you before I go? What's that? I think it's been a minute since I've done a reading for you. Yes, I think I would enjoy that. And they move around the table and sit down. I will hand them my tarot cards and light some incense. Okay, shuffle these, please. They do. I will take them back, knock twice on the deck, blow across the top, and... I would like to use my soothsayer ability. All right, roll the spirit. That is a 10. All right, so I will tell you something about Strom's destiny. You get to ask a follow-up question. So I think as you are looking at the card, the card that flips over is the hanged man. Strom has talked to you about how much she didn't like being a small fish in a big pond. And you very clearly get this sense that before... Her time here is done. She's going to make a move that she never thought was within reach. Because why the hell not? Okay. For my question, what advice can I give her to help nudge her towards success and what she's trying to do? I think the thing that you could tell her is about the vision that you've had and what all it entailed and who all was there. Because that may not make her succeed, but it may make her try something different that could succeed. <laughs> This is one of my favorite cards. Uh, the Hanged Man sounds bad, but if you look at him, he's actually like seems very relaxed and has a halo around him. Uh, sometimes you just need to take a pause and view things from a different perspective to try to change up old patterns. It seems like you're planning a big move, Strom, and I think you should probably know the full details of the vision that I saw. I didn't just see me wearing the necklace, I saw almost a perfect recreation of the memory that I saw when I first held your necklace, a memory of the gods putting death away, eight people in a circle, and then Baba Yaga and the wearer of that necklace, as well as a warrior with a silver spear. I saw the same thing happening not too far into, well, our past now, but I guess the IPT crew's present. Megan was one of the figures in the circle where the gods were, and I was standing wearing this necklace, and Jake was next to me, where Baba Yaga was originally. And who was at the center? I couldn't tell. Some sort of dark, shadowy figure that wasn't clear. I had thought since you were leaving that since this all was going to cease to be, I might as well take my shot. <laughs> See if I could be the one in charge. I don't know what it is. I've seen Nash before. Ever since they all vanished, he's been different, darker, more dangerous. Being around him before, it was like being around a tiger. 
You could sense it was dangerous, but for the most part, he was relaxed and observant. Now it's like being on the precipice of a huge storm, ready to break at any moment. I don't know what changed when they left, but he's different. Perhaps I'll just have fun with the other heads that I think are assholes instead. <laughs> Good. I hope you do. I should probably get going and help the rest of the crew get ready. Um, God, saying goodbye seems so final. Yeah, then we won't say goodbye. We'll say see you soon. I will see you very soon. And as the elevator door opens and you step inside, they smile at you. You said you couldn't thank me for everything I did for you. I had forgotten what it was like to live for anything but money till I met you. And they grin as the doors close and the elevator lowers. Back across town, Tass, in the Archbishop's residence, Lady Jency has just re-entered her office and asked you to sit at the chair opposite of her and slide you a piece of paper that has an announcement on it that at 2 p.m. tomorrow, Nash will be visiting. This was the task I was speaking of earlier. We have been selected to be the honor guard for Nash on his arrival, and as one of my top men, you will be assigned bodyguard. Wow, just me? No, I will find some others. I'm not sure who yet, but there will be four. Okay, where do I need to go? We'll meet here tomorrow at noon, and then be taken to his arrival location. That is, kept a secret to any but his private envoy. Okay, I'll be here. Hmm, I do so hate to let you go so early in the day, but he will be here for a week, I imagine. So go take care of any little details you've got to do, things that need to be finished. That way your time can be fully dedicated to him during the day and other places during the evening. Yes, ma'am. I, like, look down at what is now a, just a tattered, ripped-apart suit. I think I need a new suit. Yeah, I've got some errands. Have fun. See you soon. All right. Well, I I take off. I get the hell out of there. All right. Where are you going? I think immediately back to the 606. All right. So I think we find you all. It's about 9 o'clock in the morning at the 606. I just have ice packs on me. What are we doing about this? We just got to get this done, I, I guess. Jake, what did you find out? Uh, I kind of like rub my eyes groggily here sitting up on the couch um i uh kim's thing will work really um yeah as long as it's 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 against offensive spells but for something in, like inherent like that it like it bypasses it so we've still got to worry about him you know he could he could shut you down but the room the runes in the room they can't that's a huge relief that's perfect so we're in the clear with that. Grandpa said something about being able to devour like luck, but he couldn't do it from multiple sources at once. Like if he was if he was taking it from something, he couldn't do that a bunch at the same time. So if we can distract Aiden with giving him this corruption that he consumes, Kim can do her thing without being disrupted. Okay. So we lay out this meeting. You guys get up there. Suddenly, the cavalry is literally busting in. Gargoyles are chasing the horse. If I can get in that same room, when I go full demon, like full on with all the fixins, that is very much a corrupting force. If I can be in his presence and do that, that might be the distraction that could work. Yeah, but 
the other thing that Megan's grandpa said is that the window here is a second, if even, for me to lock eyes with Aiden and set that power off. Well, then I'm very relieved that it's you that's doing it. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to need to be right there with Tass and just step in and do your thing. Oh, also, uh, Jake, here. And I will send him the photos that I took uh, at Nash Tower. Uh, Will you show these to Selena, send these to Selena? I don't know exactly how you were planning on getting these to her, but I was able to find a couple of doors that might work. Yeah, awesome. I don't have her her mobile, unfortunately, but... I've got, uh, I just gestured to the big yellow door. I got, I got a way to get to her. Yeah. Okay. So I also, I need to get in touch with Benson then. Yeah. I need to get this meeting set up just as soon as possible. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, can we do this today, tomorrow morning? Because I can't show up. I'm, I'm the honor guard. I'm supposed to be guarding Nash. He sees me. It's, done. Yeah, we have to do this before Nash gets here because I'm also supposed to be there. All of the heads of the factions have to be there when Nash arrives. All right. So this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can use that. Maybe we can use that for the urgency that you all have this meeting tomorrow and you want to make sure that you're going to make good with Aiden before this meeting so that you can all meet Nash with a clear understanding, blah, blah, blah. That's perfect meeting with Aiden to try to clear any bad blood between us before Nash gets here. All right. Okay. I'll knock on the door and get the pictures and then I'll go talk to, I'll go to the coffee shop. You got to go talk to a horse. Yep. And fuck, can I just get like, like 20 more, 25 more minutes or something, please? Do we think we can spare that? I'm going to, I'm going to make the executive decision. I just laid it. Hey, <laughs> back down on the couch. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's okay. I can Jake, call, I can call it. I just got taken apart like a fucking car engine. <laughs> she changed all my fluids. <laughs> you get your ass up, you knock on the door, let's save the universe, everybody break. You don't gotta yell about it. All right, I'll go knock on the door, the special knock, the mom knock. After a couple of moments, The door opens and Mother is there. She reaches up and takes her mask off and smiles at you, Tass. Oh, good to see you. Hey, Selena. It's really good to see you. I'm so sorry. I Titles. Mother. Hello. We've got photos of door possibles. So do you want to do you need to pick the door? Can I give you three options or do you need us to pick the door? Uh, Yeah, if you just let me see the photos and I can probably find one that's closest to what I got. All right. Yeah, I'll pull them up and hand her the phone. And she reaches into one of the pockets of her robes and takes her phone out and taps it on it and the photos transfer over. I'll get back to you. I'm going to go look, see if I can hunt these down. One of them anyway. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I'll take my phone back and I will fire off a text to Benson to set up a meeting as quickly as possible. You get a response back pretty quickly. It says that he is at the coffee shop working on his manuscript. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I do high fives all the way around the room. Hell yeah. And I Fuck off. I hand him a Coke as he leaves. <laughs> I slam it. I crush the can on my head. All right, so Jake, we follow you across town to the coffee shop. Hello, Brzezak. Would you like to read a second draft? I honestly, yeah, but I'm I'm too sleepy. I don't think I'd be able to give you useful feedback ah, or anything yes. right now. Well, the notes last time were very helpful. Good, good. I'm glad. I would like you to be in top shape before you read it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'm going to cash in my debt with Benson here to uh, make an NPC arrange a meeting with an NPC in their circle. Doctor, I, I need a favor from you. Now, what's that? A part in the movie once I get funding? I d- let's, we'll come back to that when you get closer to that phase of the operation. All right. There's a doorman who gives very good advice, very down to earth. I think you would do very well. I, thank you. Done. Clear the debt. <laughs> <laughs> like a genie when he makes the wrong wish. I <laughs> 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 got you. <laughs> Entrapment. Uh, <laughs> no, I need you to set up a meeting for uh, myself and Kim, the leader of the House of Strom, with your boss, Aiden. And I would just love if that could happen first thing tomorrow morning. I don't know if you've heard or not, but there's a very special guest arriving tomorrow afternoon. We could be very busy in the morning. Yeah, that's why we need this to happen sooner than later. I'm sure you're aware that uh, some of this party had a run-in with Aiden, and we want to clear the air before the heads of house have to meet up and make nice in front of the all-powerful leader. Oh, I see, I see. Hmm. Now let me take a look at the schedule here. Yeah, and um, as you're looking over that schedule, do keep in mind the secret I keep for you that keeps you out of hot water with the very two people we're referring to. His eyes linger for a moment at the calendar that he's looking at on his phone, and then they lift up to you. Oh, do you know? Something just opened up. Oh, perfect. Glad to hear it. We'll see both of you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Right. Good do business with you. I'll see you then. Uh, I I stand up and then I like lean over his computer and I'm like, you spelled humorous wrong. Uh, it's humors like bio and yeah 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 sure it is. And he fixes it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you all have this plan and it's gonna pop off tomorrow at ten o'clock in the morning. Right now it's about ten o'clock in the morning. You've got twenty four hours before this meeting. Is there anything else you all want to do before the meeting at Nash Tower? Uh, I'm going to need to go talk to Sweet Vendetta to make sure that I can actually call in this favor at all. Um, And then I definitely want to call Damien at some point during the day and see if he has time to meet up and talk. I will take James to the castle and uh, have a chat with Danny as well. I'd like to go back to the church and talk to Kit and see if I can uh, find something useful. I would like to text Henry, my vampire contact in New Canterbury. Uh, so Megan takes off to head back to the chapel. Jake teleports away with Grandpa Tincher. Uh, Kim, what are you texting to Henry? I still think about you. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> meet meet me at Nash headquarters <laughs> tomorrow at 10 a.m. Listen, this might be the last time we see each other. I'd like you to come on a trip with me. It'll be fine. I've done the research. <laughs> yeah, I would like to text Henry and I say, hey, guy, it's been a minute. I had a vision about you. He texts you back with the emoji with the raised eyebrow. Oh, really? Not one of those. Frowny face. <laughs> Blocked. <laughs> uh, no, I had a vision that if you go into work tomorrow, you're going to get one of those monster headaches from all the fluorescent lights up in Nash Tower. So uh, like a really bad one, like puking and everything. So maybe think about working from home tomorrow. Oh, I don't want to puke on Nash. I hear he's coming tomorrow. Yeah. It's important to make a good impression. I'll see if maybe I can get reassigned outside. Yeah. Okay. Good idea. While Kim is having that text exchange, uh, Tash, you can give a call to Damien 
you dial his number and there is no answer. Uh, and after three rings, it goes to that. This number is no longer in service sound. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, I don't know if this works. Help me out with this. One of my let it out is to summon my dark patron's attention directly to my location. Like, I know I've sort of switched and I'm working directly under Jensi's command. But, you know, he like he gave me my powers and stuff. Does he still count as that? Yeah, I think so. Why don't you roll let it out? Okay. Eight. All right. Mark a point of corruption. As you try to draw Damien's attention here, there is a burst of brimstone and clattering to the ground comes the steering wheel and the broken axle of Damien's car as well as his tattered jacket and broken sunglasses. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. My friend Shayna was like, just so you know, everyone in the Villainous League is coming to kill you. And I was like, oh boy. Imagine NPR in the MCU. The Daily Planet's style desk. Car talk for jetpacks. It's these American supers. 100% invisible. The speech bubble. It's sequential. The utility belt. Superhuman Public Radio is a fiction podcast telling the hilarious and heartbreaking stories of people in a superpowered world. I thought I was going to die. An invisible car in Chicago? A wee supervillain? These are the stories that fall between the panels of comic books. I think they knew that I didn't mean to do that to Arizona. Wasabi! He could kill himself. Kid, I feel like you're not giving this problem your all. No, no, but yes, I guess most people would call them a death squad. Superhuman Public Radio. Superhuman Stories. The only limits are your imagination, and I have a wild imagination. New episodes every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. This is SPR. Name the supervillain, and we've done the gig. But these Wall Street types that lack the answers to, yikes.